0: The mindful mystics podcast I am Cheryl Knight and I'm here with my co-host the wonderful Karen Fraser and amazing Chucky G how are you both tonight
1: um, apparently we're wonderful and amazing
2: yeah. We're wonderful and amazing and we <laughs> sing Why do you
0: all right, yeah. right. We, we, think you
2: speci- we
1: think you're pretty special we think you're pretty special too yeah you're pretty
2: oh, special that so
0: sweet. Uh, speaking of special, good segue. I'm really excited to introduce <laughs> our guest. <laughs> was it? It, <laughs> it? Okay. It, was, it was. Slid
2: right in there, did we? All right. We
0: did <laughs> our guest tonight, Ian White? He is actually a repeat guest from way back in the paranormal underground radio days Ooh. when Karen and Rick Hale interviewed mm-hmm. him in November of 2014. It's been wow. almost fun nine years so i know
3: that that's it's crazy isn't it yeah you know how facebook gives you memories yeah um yeah yeah it threw up a memory of of that book uh literally at Mm -hmm. the weekend it's like what have i been doing for nine years this is
0: embarrassing
3: (laughs) (laughs) how can it be so long
0: i i can't even i couldn't believe it i really couldn't believe it um but let me remind our guests a little bit about you before we begin Uh, You're an author, you're a paranormal investigator, and you're a great friend of Paranormal Underground magazine. You've written many articles for the magazine over the years about magic, about witches, about paranormal phenomena, and about your own paranormal investigations at sites like the Queen Mary and the infamous Omen House. You're also a published author and have written about witchcraft and black magic in British cult cinema amongst other topics and so welcome back to the podcast we're, we're a new name now but yeah welcome back it's only been almost nine years
3: <laughs> i know welcome it's, back it's, welcome back thank you it's it's good to be
2: back and it's good to meet you chucky well uh, thanks for, thanks very much yeah you're that was before my day when the the rick with the rick days that was i was after that back so.
1: in the rick days the mm-hmm. rick's like the dog days the rick days the rick days
2: <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> if i recall
1: Yes, B, B, BC before Chuck. Yeah, there you go. If I recall, Ian, you kept me awake that night because we talked a little bit about black eyed kids. Does that ring a bell?
3: That does ring a bell, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. that is going back. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay, so you're going to keep me um, very scared now at midnight in a very dark narrow <laughs> journey uh, <laughs> Looking at black-eyed children okay. oh
1: gosh yeah so just really quickly since we mentioned it and maybe these listeners haven't heard just very quickly explain the black-eyed children and then we'll go on to like what's happening now
3: <laughs> well the black-eyed children boy this is this is digging way back in the in the memory banks um it is a, a phenomenon of 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 children of not i was going to say spectral children but they're not they're very material kind of full-bodied kids no one knows where they come from although you know people have got a obviously a lot of speculation um who have unsurprisingly uh black eyes and a very very sinister vibe about them generally they um they turn up on people's houses knock on the door ask if they can come inside not a good idea to let them inside i don't know if anyone has let them inside they they haven't reported back if they have um yeah, fair enough and um yeah there's, there's a, a lot of speculation as as i remember i i haven't i haven't delved back into that subject for so long but um i know that, that you know there's the normal talk about are they demonic children are they are they ghosts are they the the, the lady i interviewed um and I hope she'll forgive me if she's listening to this because it is so long ago. I've completely forgotten her name, but I will look it up afterwards. Um, she was researching some particular children who uh, were attached to, as I remember it, a tragedy that had happened there. So she wasn't a sort of um, establishing anything uh, evil. Or, or, or sinister, any any bad intent towards these particular children. She thought they were they were lost children who were literally trying to connect with with the living, you know. To um, I guess to to find a home. But you know, then there are people who think they might be alien. There are so many uh, theories about them, as I guess there always is about everything in this world. Huh?
1: yeah i mean they almost sound urban legendy but if i recall and and we'll get off the black-eyed kids real quick i promise but if i recall we interviewed somebody who like was a witness to black-eyed kids isn't Mm -hmm. that right cheryl yeah um, his name
0: was is brian bethel and he had a first hand encounter with black-eyed kids which was terrifying well to scare you even more some think black-eyed kids may be a type of vampire creature Mm -hmm. so sweet dream
3: i haven't heard that
1: yeah I? I think you might have been might have been uh, my introduction to the topic which is why i remember you in association with it
3: <laughs> no i mean and it was it was most likely the the article that i'd written you know close to when we were when we interviewed before and then i kind of got steered myself off into the whole witchcraft side of things and um, and don't really look back on on the ghost very much but the vampire idea that that's scary so Mm -hmm. what are they thinking sort of energy vampires Mm
0: -hmm. yeah definitely that's one that's one uh theory energy vampire um which is why they say do not so do not let them in so they have to ask permission permission before they can enter that's kind of vampire lore like
3: yeah, um, it makes sense.
0: people have reported that they've they've been able to kind of control them, like where they don't want to answer the door, but then they find themselves reaching to open the door even though they don't want to do it, that
3: kind of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Uh, so no, very vampire like. Yeah. I remember that that makes absolute sense. Yeah.
0: It's well. It's, no.
3: <laughs> I am I'm literally I'm literally facing a pitch black my, there is no curtain across my window. And oh it's no, well, oh, good. oh
2: Lord. Some kid with a hoodie goes by. You're going to freak out.
3: <laughs> do you remember? Do you remember that old Salem's Lot? Yes. Yes. The, uh, yeah. The, David uh-huh. soul one with the yes. little kid in the pajamas who comes sailing up to the window. Yeah, oh, knocking, on a, oh, yeah knocking on the window. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: And is it? And is it like? Is it like one a.m. your time, Ian, or close to it?
3: Uh, it's close to it. It's uh, twenty to one. Okay. So, okay. but it's it's yes, nice. Me. It's it's nice to have an excuse to stay up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, if, if you. Unless unless yeah. a black-eyed kid sails past your window, yeah. in which case, you know, you'll yeah. be case- like, "Okay, I'm I'm done with those
3: paranormal underground people." No, no, <laughs> you know what? If, if so long as they stay outside the window, maybe I could just hook the window up and, and they could they could chat. You know, there you we go. Could have a, a black-eyed kid. You know, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, there you go. That please, interview. please
1: yeah. get it on video if you do. That's <laughs> all I
3: ask. Uh, I'll do my best. So okay, can I, deal. can
0: I ask about a topic that is kind of creepy in and of itself, but fascinating at the same time?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: You've written about it. It's the concept, and if I pronounce this word wrong, please correct me. But it's the it's the concept of egregores.
3: Oh yes. So yes.
0: can you tell us what that means, and how they could how how they interact, how they influence, and that kind of thing?
3: Well, i first came across the the subject of egregores really it began with a an article that i wrote probably around about the time i wrote about the black-eyed kids about tulpas you know the, the the thought forms the idea that that our thoughts can generate energy and create material beings if we if they're strong enough if our thoughts are powerful enough and an egregore um from the point of view of, of i understand it and when i, I was interviewing people particularly a, a fantastic fascinating author called gary lachman who who i spoke to when I, I wrote a piece about the um binding trump um magical resistance movement um, an egregore is a thought form which is created by the the, the mass potential thinking of of a large group of people um, so in the case of the conversation i had with gary gary actually wrote about this in in a book called dark star about trump before trump was even president and the idea that the people were connecting to this guy in such a way that they were they were almost um, they were almost creating they, they had him there as a template, but their thoughts, all this, everything that he was firing them up to believe in and, and and to get behind, they were giving him, they were endowing him with strength as well and making him more powerful. So he'd become a kind of an egregore because he was feeding off their energy as well. Um, I don't know that's, if that makes sense.
0: That's interesting.
1: Yes, it because... makes a really weird sense, honestly.
3: Because yeah, I,
0: I I kind of wonder. Okay, you have these big personalities out there. It can be anybody, right? A really big personality. How do they? And, and some people are attracted to them. Some people aren't. There's got. I always feel like there's got to be something more to this. Like you see what I'm saying? There's. I don't get it. There's got to be something more. So something like an egregore makes sense to me.
3: Yeah, yeah. I I think for me, I think when you have a a a charismatic personality and i think obviously you've got to connect with with a a load of people you know for this to even work but if you connect with enough people then it's kind of the birds of a feather gather together thing you know they will find their tribe they will connect to people they will share thoughts those thoughts will will be distributed out to to others and it will just I guess it's like that vampire thing mm-hmm. you know how how one vampire creates two vampires creates four creates it's,
2: like a, it's yeah. like a mass hypnosis in a way energetic it is like a
3: mass or like,
1: hypnosis. it's like it's like a cult so yeah. do you think that, mm-hmm. that exactly. could be an explanation why people fall for cults
3: yeah yeah I think it is and and huh. the, the same thing I've always been Fascinated by cults, you know the the, the, the cult personality, you know the the charisma of one person. But as soon as you as soon as you sort of um, connect to enough people, then that just it it creates a an egregore is it's almost it gathers its own momentum. So so people it begins with with something that people will get behind a person. And they will start listening to them and, and thinking, hey, yeah, right, I, I see what you're talking about. I'm going to talk to my friend over here and, and we're all going to get on board with you. But then before you know it, the energy that you've given that thing is just you've lost control of it. Mm-hmm. And it's become its own creature. Um, whether it's someone like Trump or whether it's uh, in, a, in a paranormal sense, um, uh, a kind of a... Just a, like a mass hysteria, mm-hmm. you know that begins with that begins with something which might seem quite quite innocent on the surface of it, and and actually not that serious. And then the more people that get, get behind it, it, almost takes on a life of its own. So rather than them generating it, they're being pulled along by it. They've lost control of it. Yeah.
1: So that could almost be like an explanation for places that have a really haunted reputation like um like dracula's castle or something right where people believe well god all this horrible stuff happened with this guy so m- then they manifest that into a place
3: yeah yes yeah, yeah it could um it could be it, it could account for anything it could account for for the mothman Mm-hmm. it could account for cryptids it could account for specters it could account for as you say if if enough people believe in it and want to see it mm-hmm. then it comes to them it's um it's yeah like i remember in the article it's a it's a tulpa thing mm-hmm. um, Yeah. like in the in the article you know the, the philip experiment that was mm-hmm. the, the oh yeah in in toronto you know if enough people get together you know and they they created that if you remember, they, they, they created a character. You know, that that, that person had never, oh. Philip had never lived. He was actually a character that they all sat down and they, they discussed, okay, who do we want to think about? Who do we want to dream of? Um, what period of time does he come from? What does he look like? Someone sketched him, um, give him a backstory. And then they created this, they made up a fictional character and then they got together week after week after week and and suddenly Philip after several I think it was several months decided to reply to their questions and knock and rap, turn the table. Um you know they, they created this this thing from nothing. Mm-hmm. So that
0: reminds me of Slenderman because yeah. Slender Man started as creepypasta, right? This internet lore that was invented and and i think it was like a, yeah thought creation so all these people started yeah yeah slender man is this slender man is that and then people actually started seeing Slenderman because i think it's possible to create something from your thought forms you know the the, the tulpas and such and mm-hmm. so i think that that's a great example of what you're talking about
3: I, absolutely and then of course you know the tragedy of of the the three little girls at the oh, time yeah. who you know that they, they 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 believed in that and then they are part of that egregore now
2: yeah it took <laughs> it, over
3: they, it but took why over. don't we
1: yeah. create something amazing instead of all these scary creepy ass things <laughs> i know right because
2: <laughs> i guess this more it's, fun would be creepy
3: exactly exactly you, you you hit the nail on the head there chucky really i you see, this is—it's it, not the same kind of thing, but it was. It, it made me think of of a movement like binding Trump. You know, the idea that the the witches all across the U.S., across the world, you know, one particular night a month, from the point when he went into office, they held a ritual, which was to um, bind him from from creating harm. Mm-hmm. You know, and. If enough people, I do never know if, if that has anything to do with, with what's happening now. Um, it's, it, you can't, it, it's impossible to know it, but maybe it probably hasn't, but if enough people believe in something, why, why wouldn't that power be well, used for good?
2: Well, yeah, that would yeah, be nice. Intention yeah.
1: is powerful.
2: Right. Exactly.
1: When, what, One of the names of our podcasts that Cheryl and I did, because we've named it several things over the years, was Intention is Everything, because intention is incredibly powerful. But again, why then, if we have this capability to create something creepy, how do we use it for good? And how do we convince people to use it for good? And that it's even a thing that we can do.
3: I think for me, when when I've been, kicking that thought around i i think that the thing with something like a is we don't realize we're doing it as a group we do it we we give something it's people don't sit down and think i am going to create this this bad thing you know they they will they will get together as a group they will they will They will create this emotional power Mm -hmm. and then this thing will, will, will have its own control. I think to do something good to do that in reverse and, and do it in a positive way, you've got to believe in what you're doing. You've actually got to go in there with that intention. I don't think people who do the bad stuff have the intention to do it.
2: Right. And, and honestly, there have, there have been times where people have done this in a positive manner, just like mass Mm -hmm. prayer. Or, you know, to heal somebody that's dying or whatever. And all of a sudden, boom, there's a miracle. They, they're living. They, they have not died. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. So, you know, th- that intention on one person after another person after another person. So, I mean, it has been done for good in some ways like that. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it actually makes me think about the heart math movement. And the re- only reason I think about this is because I just sat in a weekend um, conference for heart math this past weekend. And, um that's the intention is to bring people in enough people into a heart space that it changes the world so I guess I take that back people are doing it but it's not as splashy and like Hollywoody sexy yeah. I suppose right. like creating <laughs> yeah, something gross true,
3: true. it's yeah. true it's true and you've you've actually got to to sit down with that intention of doing good and I I just don't think people think like that. You know, people are just getting on with their lives and just trying to get through. There's a, a certain kind of person who's gonna think of deliberately wanting to to join a group to to project good thoughts.
2: Well yeah, because you know the creepy and all that kind of stuff, that's exciting, you know? When you're when yeah. your life is kind of like mundane or just kind of day after day, you want something exciting. You want something that's gonna, you know, uh, take your attention. So the creepy is gonna take your attention, all the you know, the weird stories and the urban legends and all that, that's all that's very you know uh it, it's it just draws you in you know what i mean versus someone saying hey let's get together and, and and pray for this person or let's get together and do some mass healing you know it's like well it's a little uh, more exciting the other I way find
1: that no i find that but if you do it just once i think that people would find it exciting We did a um, a group healing session called Power of Eight through Lynn. uh, It's a Lynn McTaggart thing that works with the field where you get together and you send healing attention to one person in your Mm -hmm. group. And Mm -hmm. it was one of the most powerful things I have ever done. And so now I find sending healing or sending love like way more exciting than watching something creepy.
2: I don't know. I think the masses masses would disagree. You know, they just... Yeah. I I think that... you know, I mean, uh, I I agree with you that it should be that way, but the majority of people, that's not it. Like, if you even just put it to to movies, horror movies are number one. You can do comedy, you can do love stories. I know, I know you do. I love <laughs> them. and You hate them. I love them, but you yeah, know I, I mean, so. um, I love it so, too. You know, all that stuff that's spooky, whatever, that's going to draw you in more than the the love story or the comedy or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, I so guess- to
1: sum it up, if it bleeds, it leads, is what you're saying. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Well, I didn't hear and
3: it, it that way, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I think you're right. And it's, you know, it's a sad reflection on, on the state of the world, really. Well, yeah. how people are. But I I agree with Chucky. I, I think people are much more drawn towards the sexiness of the dark. Sure. And they look are at, towards the, the banality of the good, even though the good is not banal. Oh, yeah. But, you, you know,
2: it's not exciting. Right. And you could base it to a simple thing like this. You're driving by and there's an accident. Gaper's delay. That's what it is. People trying to yeah. see Ooh, what happened, who died or what happened. You don't mm-hmm. see people jumping out of their cars to go help them, you know, though it does happen. No. The majority of people just want to drive by and peek and just see all the whatever, the glass and the, the smashing of the cars. And it, it's, it's sad, but it's true. You know what I mean?
1: yeah I, I send them you- energy healing.
2: well, that's cause, that's because you're really sweet, Karen <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, apparently I'm boring and not no you're not
2: boring <laughs> yes.
3: no, I'm you're just there. speaking of the masses and <laughs> yeah the the masses are on the Blumhouse team and you're on the Disney team yeah,
2: so.
1: <laughs> I, yeah. I, I think that that's probably very fair,
0: yes yeah
3: it's it's right you know the majority of people as chucky was saying we know that they will they will you know rub a neck they will have a look at the accident they'll they'll see you know what sort of carnage is there and then they'll get on the phone and they'll go hey you would believe what i just saw on the motorway yes it's terrible it's like someone was decapitated really oh Oh, my god take a look at that before you know it everyone wants to take a look at this whatever this video is that's gone viral which Mm -hmm. i guess takes us back into the egregore thing it takes us back into (laughs) Yep.
0: well i mean the the egregore the tulpa that topic fascinates me because Mm -hmm. it 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 does fall in line with intention in a way even if it's subconscious if that makes Mm -hmm. sense
3: um
0: yeah so can we change the subject a little bit because Mm-hmm. You you recently brought my attention to something I had never heard of before.
3: Oh, no, this is scary. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: it's really cool, and I had never heard of it. Maybe everybody else in the world has, but uh-huh. we've never talked about it on this podcast, so I would mm-hmm. like to. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called Second Saturn Return.
3: Oh, no. Oh.
0: What is that? What the
2: heck is that?
0: He is.
3: Oh, well, do you know what that is, Chucky? No. That is my time to leave. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's,
1: a,
0: that's an astrological, that's an astrological yes. thing,
1: isn't it? Oh. Don't yeah. you have to be pretty darn old to
0: have your second Saturn return? Oh, oh <laughs> do you
3: know what? I'm, I am going now. Ouch. Oh, wow, <laughs> Ouch.
1: Or may, well, okay. no, because Saturn takes a long, long time to return. It's oh, like... it doesn't,
3: don't say it's so long, long. long. No. what? Like All
2: right. T- so, 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 Ian, you Ian, have lots of us, rings around you, or us, what's going on?
0: Tell us what it is and how it affects individuals, and if you've had any personal experiences with it. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, God, I hate you guys. Um, all right. Okay. <laughs> I have a sorry. On people. I'm sorry. Well, you, you see, you see I, astrology is not, not really my thing at all. It wasn't anything that I've been particularly interested in. I think partially because um, I am so old that they didn't actually mark the when I was born they didn't bother writing down the time of the you know that I was born so obviously if you want to know anything astrological the first question they ask is when was your when was your time of, of when was your time of birth and I never knew that so it was the ah astrology not for me I'm never gonna get a straight answer it's fine. Um <laughs> then recently <I'm> just... <laughs> sorry uh, no no recently oh, no saturn
1: is 2.5 to 3 years excuse me it was some another return that i was thinking that takes forever
3: no 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 no. this is a much bigger return what happened is i'm currently putting a a, i interviewed a a fascinating lady called naomi who has a uh, she's the owner of a of a wonderful place called inana's festival it's kind of a mystical store but it's uh, a store for for all faiths and beliefs and i'm putting that interview together at the moment it should have been with everyone before now but my second saturn return has got in the way um <laughs> and she was telling me that she is about <laughs> she's gonna hate me if she's listening to this she was telling me that she's about to go through a second saturn return and i was like uh what what is a what's a second saturn return and she told me and then i realized ah, i'm doing one of those too i don't like it what it is is every 29 years saturn re-enters uh, apparently allegedly astrologers believe enters our, our birth chart our natal chart again i'm probably yeah, i'm using words here that i don't really it understand.
1: enters so it 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 enters your um your sun where your sun sign is it enters yes. like so i'm a sagittarius so my saturn return and by the way i am right in that age group so uh <laughs> for the second one my congratulations my, yeah, thanks. So it enters like it enters for me, it would be when it enters Sagittarius, I think.
3: Yeah. Right. Well for me it is um in Pisces. And it comes in it's around the between 26. Our first Saturn is um between the ages of 26 and 30. And then it takes another. 28 29 years to rock around again and um so you know you get to the age of 57 58 59 that's when your second Saturn return comes and with it uh apparently come a lot of lessons so from what I understand um if you when when your first Saturn return happens when you're sort of 28 29 if you have, if you're doing everything right, then it might give you a few lessons just to keep you on track with your life. Um, are you guys still there? Yes, we're, yes, we're yes, muted. we're
0: muted. Oh, we We're here, buddy.
3: We didn't leave I thought my black-eyed children had <laughs> got into the machine. Um, and then when we, and then um, it comes around again. Uh, for me i am coming up to 58 and if you haven't learned if if you've done everything right apparently it keeps you it just gives you the the next lessons you have to 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 carry on with life and and develop Um, but if you've if you haven't learned the lessons from the first time around then it comes and gives you a massive kick up the butt apparently Um, and that is what my second saturn return is is doing for me at the moment. Um, and I, I don't know, as, as I was saying, you know, astrology and I, I I've, I've never been into it. I've never, hmm. I haven't, as you'll be able to tell, I haven't read very much about it, but I did start sort of putting the pieces together of when I was 28, 29, what was happening in my my life then. Um, and now I'm looking at uh, quite major things that have been happening in my life over the last few months since since saturn has come into my my son into pisces and realized um oh yeah yeah i don't think i i can see how how i i didn't learn the lessons the first time around and and this time i'm i'm really being put on the naughty step you know
1: so i do understand um so i'm Almost like exactly the same age as you. I might be a couple months older than you, just so you know. Because I am also coming up to 58. And I misspoke. So Saturn actually returns to the house where it was when it was in your birth chart, um, is right. what the Saturn, it, right? That's what it was. So
3: I'm glad yeah. you're here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well uh, so my there astrology knowledge knowledge isn't super deep but i edit it i i'm an editor for some astrology stuff so that's how i know
3: <laughs> well do you know all the best people are, are 58 years old now so uh way 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 apart from apart from chucky, apart from chucky who's what one is, of the best people of- and cheryl what about this oh you know when mine here. is
1: ian mine is next march it starts march 8th
3: oh well year. mine is um my, well mine is may may this year may 12.
0: Uh, i've got so, a few years yeah. to go i need to catch up
3: you guys oh d- oh shit. well do you
1: want me to tell you want me to tell you when yours is cheryl all you have yes. to do is yes tell me your birthday what's your birthday
0: june 11th
1: Eleven June. Yeah. Uh, are you have to say the year on the air now?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: God dang it! I walked. Right on, into and I did it To myself, the beautiful birth year of nineteen sixty nine. Oh my oh, you God! You are you're the a savior, youngin. My younger sister. Do you know what time you were Southern born? Summer of Love. Yeah. You say, do,
1: know, I said- do you know what time you were born?
2: Evidently, What you
1: say? Do you know what time you were born? Oh, God, I just saw this, like, the other
0: day. I think 9.30 a.m.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's close enough. Okay, and you mm-hmm. were born in Los... Where were you? What city?
0: Uh, Long Beach, California. Well, I'm literally yet. pulling out my birth certificate.
2: You're going to have to do me <laughs> now, man.
0: Oh, uh, well... <laughs> oh, I found it. 9.41 a.m. You were very close. Oh.
1: 941. mine isn't on my birth certificate but my mom remembered oh. your saturn will return your second saturn return will be when you are 58 years old may 22nd 2028 is when it starts chuck you oh. already had yours damn it and i'm betting it's right around when you went through your divorce my love
2: oh, oh wonderful thank you saturn
3: yeah and um, you know chucky i i feel hmm. that because that is where i'm at at the moment that's Seriously? Oh, oh yeah. dude, Sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's it was so, a rough one. Yeah, th- this this is um, this is an interesting time as well. Wow. So that's that's what's made me think because what was what I and I know there's a danger here that that you know someone gives you a theory or suggests something that is attractive and you latch onto it and then you want to shoehorn things mm-hmm. into it just to prove that it's right. You know? Right. Right. Um, but when I was 29, I met, um, <laughs> I met my first wife um, mm-hmm. and we got married when I was 30 and I lived out in New Zealand and did all that stuff. And then that went wrong about eight years later and came back to the UK and and had a very shaky time and then got married um, 11 years ago uh, to somebody else, obviously. And mm-hmm. now we're we're breaking up. So it feels like. You know from from going into my first Saturn return, engaged and meeting someone and, and getting into that marriage, and then that didn't work out, but I didn't learn the lessons from that. and now i've I'm coming out of a, a second situation with someone from my second Saturn return mm-hmm. I, I can I can sort of see I'm sort of half convinced that there's something to this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: i think there is my first one is when i was marrying my narcissistic ex um and you know god i hope i learned my lesson because i got a year <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah it would, be,
2: it would be interesting for me to go back and see where mine fall because i was married at 19 and that was five years and then married in uh, 82 or no 87 and then that was uh, 28 years so until mm-hmm. that ended so yeah interesting
1: cheryl your first was in april of 1999 interesting so Did chuck have... i don't want to totally derail this but give me your birth date really quick and i'll i'll do what i can
2: who mine? okay um you. Sep- me september 19th 1960
1: How oh, you old
2: I know I am.
0: I'm not age-shaming because I'm right behind you, so.
1: <laughs>
2: well, me too. Hey,
0: it's great. We're all young at heart. That's what matters, right?
2: Darn right, Cheryl. You said it. That's
0: right. Damn it. Yes,
2: damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what time you were born, Chuck?
2: 10.55 a.m.
1: Wow. You guys all what? had good birth certificates.
3: I had <laughs> and for mine. <laughs>
1: <up>? <laughs> and where were you born, Chuck?
2: Uh, uh, in Chicago, Illinois, Chi-town.
1: Chicago, Illinois, USA.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: here we go for Chucks. Oh, boy. The first Saturn return was when you were 28 years old. It started on March 2nd. Your second Saturn return was in 2019 when you were 58. So you were be- past your divorce. So you got into yours a little bit later. Mm. Um, So it was just a couple years ago, right before the entire world shut down. Well, a year before
2: interesting second saturn okay thank you
1: maybe you learned your lessons
2: Definitely, yeah. i must have i'm smarter
3: I'm- than me
1: well yay you
2: well yay me yay for the old guy
0: Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> all, all right my
1: fingers crossed you know what i'm going to be doing a lot of lesson planning over the next <laughs> next
0: 12 months
3: there you know? go
0: this is interesting. I've never heard of it. Thank you for mm-hmm. talking about it and sharing. Yeah. I really appreciate it. Everyone. Well, hey,
3: thank thank you for um for bailing me out of something that I barely understand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you
2: Yeah, no,
1: well, but I'm just because you don't understand it doesn't make it true, right? And yeah. I do yeah, dabble in um in astrology and like I'm capable of calculating like a basic birth chart for people and their personality traits and stuff. And when you look at the full chart with where all of their different signs and rising sign and where their each planet is and stuff, they are eerily accurate.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: there's
1: something to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree.
2: I'd agree. Because so I even yeah. talked to like people that are psychic, you know, but psychic, but also astrologists. And when they put the two together, sometimes it's really accurate. It's kind of crazy.
1: So. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. So hopefully your Saturn return quickly resolves for
3: you. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. I, I hope so too. But we'll,
1: well see well you know you it's, could have a third one.
3: It's a ju- <laughs> oh lord oh lord no, I, I d I don't even want to project that far ahead dun dun dun, 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 dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs>
2: third one's no, coming for Ian. coming
3: before then all right let's better. change
1: let's change the subject <laughs> my goodness we wandered we wandered far afield as one okay. does right. um yeah. so i want to ask you about a place that mm-hmm. three of the four of us have been and i would love to get the fourth of us there and that is the queen mary
3: mm-hmm. I've yes. never tell me just
1: tell me tell me about your time on the queen mary
3: queen mary wow um it's back in 2019 and um and my wife and i went on vacation for uh, 10 days out to L.A. and I thought, I'm just going to, you know, rack up a few things that I want to do. So we went to the Omen House, we went to the Queen Mary, and um, Aidan Sinclair was um, doing his his seance there. Um, if you're familiar with with Aidan?
1: I am not, but I am familiar with seances.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, it's kind of a <laughs> theatrical. It's kind of a theatrical seance. So it's um I've forgotten the, the actual de- description he gives himself and, and what he does. He 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 I think he's over at the um oh boy, sorry, the the the, the, shining, house, the, 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 the shining house, the overlook. Stanley.
1: He is sorry? at the Stanley, I just Stanley? looked him up. He's at the Stanley Hotel. aiden Sinclair's
3: Underground yes Ah. well that's what that's what he was doing at um at the queen mary and he contacts as part of this the wonderful thing about what he does the, the interesting thing the fascinating thing for me was that was that he sort of works he he blurs the line between what might be illusion and what might actually be contacting the spirits who are on board that ship you know um and that there are the spirits he was telling us that the spirits have been seen in the audience and around the the uh the theater where he was performing wow um and he took us for oh uh, he was a lovely guy he um he we met him in the afternoon and and he took us for a, a guided tour of the of that wonderful ship and um to all the haunted locations and pointing out the various, you know, the, the rooms where mm-hmm. things had happened and, you know, downstairs to the swimming area and, um,
2: yeah, the pool, the pool.
3: Yeah. And I mean that, that, that place, uh, well, you, you guys know it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I it would is love to go back. There. Um, yeah.
1: It's incredible.
3: And then we went to his performance and then after the performance, he um, uh, took a, a bunch of people to to do EVPs. So we um, took turns uh, trying to contact the spirits on on board the, the boat, which I was hopeless at. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my wife was very good at it. They he used the um, the method where you know where you have the headphones on. Yeah, SS method. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, you don't. You don't know the, the questions. You didn't yes. hear the, the question that he was asking, mm-hmm. but you're just picking mm-hmm. up, yeah, the the voices through the through the radio, and um, yeah, I was, <laughs> I heard so much Hispanic radio uh, ever, <laughs> which I guess being yes. in the middle of in L.A. But um, yes. so there was so what I could hear, I I couldn't I couldn't go. What is that word? And then it was gone again. So. But um my wife on the other hand was was dead on with I should say well, my soon to be ex was dead on with the with the questions. Obviously I was sitting in the audience at that time and she was up on the stage with the headphones on, and he would ask questions, and she was coming back with with answers that were making sense. Um mm-hmm. and then after that, uh they he took us down into to one of the places right down into the hull of the, of the boat where, where yeah. people had, had drowned down there. So, mm-hmm. so they, yeah. Um, yeah. With the door,
1: the, the with door. The door. The, yes.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. where they got um, trapped in the door. Didn't they?
1: Yes. Is
2: that right? Yeah, yes. I got trapped in the doorway. That's exactly.
1: Didn't that is exactly what happened.
3: Mm-hmm. and Yeah. And, and held an EVP session down there as well. So it was just it was just a a fascinating time and and to be on board that ship you know with the history yeah and it's undeniably well i mean there's there is so so much evidence that it's a haunted place Mm Though.
1: well and there's a feeling aboard the ship too like the minute you walk on there's a there's a feeling yeah yeah Yeah. there is yeah cheryl and i did had some experience with the Estes method. We actually did it at Waverly Hills Sanatorium and in Gettysburg, and so we've we've done it a little bit in some kind of spooky haunted places.
3: <laughs> so it's kind of cool, right? Yeah, but wait, Waverly Hills—that's the—that's the really scary place, is not? Has um, really creepy. scary
0: reputation.
1: It's creepy. It has a scary reputation, and it's a little bit creepy. But I actually kind of dug it. Like I. I kind of kept wandering off by myself a little bit, even though I told Cheryl, I wouldn't yeah. because it was, I was so fascinated by it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the the place where I really noticed the atmosphere more than on the Queen Mary was, was the Omen house.
1: Mm. Well, good Because that's where I was going next. <laughs> okay. So tell okay. me, tell us about the Omen house because I have seen it on a lot of things and, um, he david omen has always seemed super theatrical to me and so i've never been there um but i've like clearly heard a ton about it so what was your impression
3: do you know my impression i've i'm a, a big fan of of hollywood and of old hollywood and of that, you know that it's the big tragedy obviously the the manson family mm-hmm. and sharon tate yeah so just being there was, was something fascinating for me. But but what really struck me is when we drove up to Cielo Drive up in the hills, and as soon as we got out of the car, the atmosphere was was just it, like nothing I've ever experienced before or since. Really? It was just this, yeah, there was a, a charge in the air. You know that kind of oppressive?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, like yeah, I do. Feeling. In the air, but but I know we, you know, you you get that feeling when there's a storm, or sometimes in in places you'll have that. But I have never felt it to the degree that that we felt it. Just literally, as soon as we got out of the car, before mm. we'd even gone into the house, wow. right outside that house. Um
2: Yeah, and isn't that and ha- how, Well, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. Isn't that house yeah. built a, a little ways away from where they tore down the the house that, that the Manson family was in?
3: Yeah, it's about uh, oh, off the top of my head, something like 150 feet away. So it is. Oh, wow! Not far. Long. It's okay. very close. Mm-hmm. I think there might be one house in between. Okay. Um, so uh, the the thing about David's house, though, that I I think is is one of the reasons that that it does attract so much phenomena is um, there's a lot of metal work in there. That's you know the that, the it's it's a very big house it's about three stories mm-hmm. and it is secured to the side of the canyon with uh, you know this this incredible kind of girders and oh wow he was saying that that the that there's this theory I think Barry Taff was one of the people who yeah. suggested this was you know that that, that it's it creates a, a circuit like a an electromagnetic mm-hmm. circuit. Um, which which draws these spirits in?
2: Yeah, well that makes so,
3: sense. Yeah, yeah, well, you, you know what? that
1: makes sense. So and I so found... does the Queen Mary. Think of all the metal on the Queen Mary.
2: True. Exactly.
3: Yeah. And then and you're on water,
2: water too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See. Yeah. Yep.
3: Yeah. So it's you know they they've still got those, but the the thing with the almond House is it feels very much of itself. If you go, the peculiar thing was that if we went. Uh, a few feet to either side of the house up the street down the street strangely up the street towards where you know the the, the murders happened mm-hmm. that feeling of oppressiveness did start to fade it really? was all happening in in that sort of that area wow. for me i was feeling it just where that house is like mm-hmm. there was a finger like a, a footprint
1: So here's my question because, and Mm -hmm. this is going to bring it, this is going to wrap it all up with a neat bowl and bring it back full circle. Could Mm -hmm. it be that the belief and the just the sheer horror and magnitude of what happened 150 feet away, um, combined with, uh, you know, David Oman really putting his house out there as being haunted, could it have created? An egregore for that for his home.
3: Mm, good point, Karen. I I think I I I think that's very possible, Karen. And it was one of the things um, that even though I went there back in 2019, I had a few, <laughs> a few technical problems with the, with the recordings. Uh, mm-hmm. which, but beyond that, I it took me a very long time to write that that article because because i was feeling a little bit uncomfortable for that reason hmm. you know that hmm. you know there is a something terrible happening mm-hmm. just down the street from there and this place has become a shrine to a, you know a lot of people a lot of, a lot yeah. of people, sort of misguided people as well a, a lot of manson fans
2: mm-hmm. you know a,
3: yeah oh place and park
2: yep the creepy uh,
3: yeah, David was telling me, you know, that, that he has had people come up there who are into Charlie Manson, you know, mm. who, who want to see the house. And, Jeez. you know, there's a lot of – so so there was a part of me that, that has wondered about that, you know, that if enough people want to believe that that she's there, or well, that any of those other spirits are there, Rudolph Valentino is supposed to, to be there, mm-hmm. um, Jack Jones, yeah. the Bobster, uh, Jack, John, Jack Jones, Jack Johnson. Jack Johnson, um, the the boxer is is apparently one of the spirits there. Um, <laughs> if if enough people want them to be in this house, maybe that's what all haunted houses are.
1: Maybe. But the oppressive thing is interesting to me because yeah. I would think that people who are like that into. Charles Manson that they want to go visit this place where he did these horrible things that that could create that energy whether it's an egg say it again egregore is that right Yeah. yeah whether it's an egregore or it's just an energy that's been created by people who are fascinated by that and want to see it and visit it that to me it seems like that could explain the oppressive energy as much as anything, and people, and also the people who are there who are feeling horrified about it too, right? Because if you go to a place, and your primary, um, your primary emotion is horror, mm-hmm. and um, just dismay over what happened to Sharon Tate, who was pregnant, I believe, yeah, and mm-hmm. and you know all of that stuff. And then you have that combined with the people who are really into Charles Manson. I don't know. It seems like that could totally create that atmosphere.
3: It's the perfect storm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, well, I think it part is the of perfect it storm. Is, I think part of it, from what I've heard, is I think it's all of those things and then the amplification of the environment. So yes. The, the, rocks, the rocks underneath. Yeah. The, yes, yes. The water yeah. underneath the Queen Mary. And then you have. Um, you know, you have thrill seekers going, you have not so nice people going, you have just curious people going. So I think it's all of these energies combined are amplifying it at these specific spots that have so many different parts of the equation coming together. Well, and and yeah. at the Omen House, you also have a owner
1: who is very invested in forwarding this story, which can also is part of
3: that perfect storm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. Um, and it's interesting you should say that though about the the atmosphere because I haven't been there. But, but Kate, my my ex, when she I had never felt that atmosphere before, but she said that she had felt something very similar before when she went to Germany as a student and they went to the um concentration camps.
2: Oh, wow!
1: Oh, of course, how could you not? Mm -hmm. How could you? And I've heard people who have visited those as well um who've said something similar how could that energy not be there
3: exactly exactly you see i've i have never done that um Mm -hmm. i would i'd be it sounds terrible to say i would love to because
2: well for the experience yeah
3: yeah it's a a
1: history thing right and Mm -hmm. and yeah I, i think that I don't know that I would love to, but I feel like um, if I'm in that area of the world, I would be compelled to because I would need to, because that was something so horrific that the more people that remember, the less likely it is to happen again.
3: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's better. I mean, yeah, I love to that wasn't that wasn't right, but I I would I would be very interested in doing it for the history and for the remembrance of it and because yeah. it is something we shouldn't forget. And yeah you know tying everything up in a bow as you were saying earlier i think i think the egregores that we're creating now with people like trump with people like putin with things that are happening all around the world are because people are forgetting and we yeah
1: yeah it's true there are a lot of cult of personalities i mean trump is clearly one of the obvious ones or putin but there are like do you know how culty the world has gotten? Like, mm. it's ridiculous how culty. There are cults all over the place. There's like a new cult documentary. Like, once a month, there a new cult documentary comes out. You know, they're... Um, and it's... I think you're right. I think people think that they need something in their life. And they need meaning in their life. And so they they project onto these people that yeah. meaning that they need.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: yeah you're right we you know we want answers uh, we, we want to feel that there is a reason that all this is happening to us um, <laughs> since, since everything kicked off in <laughs> oh boy I shouldn't even be saying this but um, since everything started to go south with me a couple of months ago I, I suddenly s- noticed the other night that I was binge listening to Teal Swan and thinking this is not good
1: Oh, maybe you know that's really funny. You just brought her up because she was one of the people I was thinking of when I said the last thing.
3: Yeah, Um, (laughs) I think that's it. It's fascinating. You know, it's it's kind of like oh, I just want to hear what someone else thinks about this because if they if I agree with them, then I might jump onto their Mm bandwagon. It's um, yeah, yeah, Yeah. cults. uh, It's fascinating. Time. I'm. I. I think. You Know, I'll, I'll probably start a cult with with Pie My Cat. and call it <laughs> I'll I'm I'm gonna, gonna Are you gonna? It. I'll go with is the Ian.
1: Are your the cat gonna be Egregore or, or are you? Sorry, so who's proje- who's being projected upon to become the Egregore? Is it you or the
3: cat? <laughs> I, I well, considering, hey. um. Considering that I'm the one who does his litter tray and everything else, I think I'm being projected on. Um,
2: oh! <laughs> Ooh, it's gonna be a cat cult. Nice.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah I, you know, I have not right. heard of any of those
1: yet. So, um let me know when it's about to when when your Netflix special comes on, so that I can watch <laughs> that. Please.
3: You know, you've you've hit the nail on the head. I mean, let's face go. it: who needs belief? I just I want the movie deal. That's yeah. yeah. There you go. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so we have kept you for about 45 minutes um does anybody okay. have like a wrap-up question so that we can let this poor man go to bed and sleep know, off I'm, his saturn I'm return
3: <laughs> I, i'm i'm absolutely fine um i'm i'm loving talking to everyone so yeah if right. you've got any question or whatever i don't know well, I,
0: I have one final question Okay because we haven't even talked about this yet really. All right. um, but you know I do I know we can cover it maybe quickly as quickly as we can but I want what what insights can you give us about movies that feature witchcraft as a central theme or plot point? This is not a quick question, is it?
2: <laughs> no.
0: So wait, is, so no.
2: is
1: the Blair Witch project a movie that features witchcraft as its central theme, or tell, or it, are you talking the like Witch. Harry Potter? Or what what type of movie are you you talking yeah. that would feature witchcraft as its central? Theme? So you're,
3: you're talking, yeah, you're talking about things like maybe the craft.
2: Yeah, is to say the crafters. Yeah, which is a squig. Which is a V You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do
3: you know the, the the thing about The Craft, when I when I was interviewing Naomi at, at Inanna's, she was telling me because we were talking about you know witch movies that mm-hmm. that we both liked, and um, I love The Craft. I love but it. She was. Yeah. Like, she said no, no. She she can't deal with The Craft at all, and the reason she can't deal with The Craft is when The Craft was out, the kids who went to see it thought that part of the right passage of being a witch was coming to uh, a store like hers and stealing something. Because, oh. because that's, that's what okay. they do in the craft right yeah um i don't know you see i uh, the blair witch thing um it's you know the, that found footage thing the only thing i came away with with blair witch was it made me feel quite sick you know i, I yeah I
2: yeah, motion. Yeah.
1: It was a little herky-jerky. Yeah. How about the one with Sandra Bullock? Is that considered a witch movie, like you're talking Practical about?
3: Magic. Um, Practical Magic. Yes. Yeah,
2: that's a good. one. Uh, it's
3: kind of a witch rom-com, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yes, yeah. the magic
1: of Margaritas.
3: Except, <laughs> oh, that's that's one of my favorite scenes. I love <laughs> that scene on the dancing number two with Yeah, I I I think. You know this the, 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 so that that particular one is i think is interesting because it, it shows which it, it does show that the the whole thing about manifestation doesn't it that they bring the guy back from the dead mm-hmm. and and how much you know emotion um plays a part in, in magic and in conjuring up magic and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um i think i think that's a an interesting one my one of my favorite witchcraft films is um, Night of the Eagle or Burn Witch Burn, which mm. is uh, an old one with Peter Wingard mm-hmm. from about 1963. About a guy, it's based on a Fritz Lieber book called Conjure Wife, about a college professor who um is an anthropologist and he doesn't realize that it's his, his wife is a witch and it's her spells that have um, kept him protected and safe all these years. And when he finds out she's a witch, he makes a rip all her spells down, and then bad things start happening to her. Well, oh, I can't
2: um, think I remember this movie. It's from it's
1: 1962. 1962. I just looked it up.
3: 62. Yeah.
1: yeah.
3: Yep. It's, it's mm. a great film.
1: See, I blew my I blew my witch movie wad with practical magic, and that's only because some friends made me watch it, and then I was like, "Oh, I like this."
2: So, you say, br- "Was you just blew say? witch movie wad?" Wad witch wad? I, oh, I, I blew,
1: I blew oh. my witch
2: wad. I just. <laughs> okay. It's the only.
1: It's the only witch movie I've seen because, as Cheryl and Chuck know, I don't watch any movies that are like violent or scary. Mm. I'm. You know so yeah i so i have friends who make me watch things they're like no you'll like this this is fun and then they force me to sit down and like uh they hold my eyeballs open like in that movie clockwork <laughs> Clockwork Orange, which i have not seen by the way
3: oh my god yeah have you seen um bell book and candle no oh, that's um, a good you know one that. that's a good one that is a good one. thank you thank you Ch- it is that's a great one but i know you're not into to horror but the witch the um the recent one, the Robert Eggers oh, yeah. movie, is wonderful. You should say. Oh, no.
1: At it's called The Witch?
3: Yes. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Yeah.
3: And you'd say. Well, the that's joy.
1: simple and straight and to the see, point. Well,
2: you, see, you, exactly. can watch Bell, you can watch Bell, Book, and Candle. It's got Jimmy uh, Jimmy Stewart in it, Karen. You'd like it. It's good. Yeah. It's a cute movie.
3: And, and Jack Lemmon. It's, yeah, yeah. It's wonderful. It's, yep. a, it's a fabulous film.
2: Kim Novak, Yeah. <sighs> Oh
1: yes, well, I like right. Jack Lemmon. I <laughs> like him from um, the one with Marilyn Monroe. Uh, that some like it, like it hot, some like great it movie. hot. It's like oh, one of my favorite yeah. movies on the planet. Yeah,
2: great movie. The best
1: ending, best ending scene to a movie ever. Well, nobody's perfect. <laughs> 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 oh, spoiler alert for those who haven't seen it. <laughs> I know. Hey,
3: there, there are people. There are people who are sixty years behind the times now, and they just. Mm-hmm. I think you ruined it for them. <laughs> the oh, my hey. God. Karen. What'd you do?
1: You guys keep talking about which movies. I just clearly hijacked it because I know nothing about them. So
3: <laughs> um, Yeah, oh uh you know that then of course you've got the the witchfinder kind of movie. Well, Witchfinder General law Well while we're talking about Sharon Tate, um one of my favorite witchcraft-related movies is called Eye of the Devil. Ooh. Which is 1967 i think 68 i know that karen will be checking it out now
1: you're very close <laughs> 1966.
3: she's googling oh, you oh boy there you go bam um, story of my i life. asked
1: cheryl's boyfriend chat gpt and that's what it told me
0: chat <laughs> <laughs> gpt is my new boyfriend everybody stay away
2: yeah. all right okay, okay. all right
0: GPT is all mine
2: we won't go, go in between
0: <laughs> no. Oh yeah,
2: I remember another one too. I married a witch. Remember that one? That's oh, an old yes, one. with Veronica, Veronica Lake, Lake. I think or something. Yeah, uh huh?
3: There you go. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. And then yeah. Karen. Yeah, um, then of course, I married a witch and Bela Candles Nineteen
0: forty-two.
3: Yes. Oh, thank
2: you. Thank you were,
3: oh, going you. back there. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good one though. But the, the the all of those films were were very much instrumental in in creating bewitched or inspiring yes yeah. yep obviously oh well
1: i watched that
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. So, bewitched.
1: Bewitched.
0: hey be dream of genie well i dream of genie is not a witch but no. you know those kind of like magical shows i loved when i was a kid
1: i loved them when i was a kid too yeah i always yeah. i still wish i could wiggle my nose and make stuff happen
3: <laughs> me too and you know one of the you know you know we've we've interviewed him i've interviewed him a couple of times now um adam michael James, who's a a big he's kind of a bewitched guru he's written several books about bewitched and um I'll be oh. talking to him again very soon about um his new book or the new version of his book so we'll be we'll be featuring him in the magazine again but bewitched again. is is one of those those TV shows that I can still watch it and and laugh at it and and just i lo- I still love that and I don't think there are many shows that that hold up the way that Bewitched does.
2: Mhm.
0: It's a great show. Yep. Yeah. I
1: agree. All right, I agree. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so Yay. We, we've, apparently we've converted I her. did have more yes. I had more in my witch backpack than I knew.
2: Look at that. You the, you you just...
0: over to the dark side? Well, wait, yeah, did we you... just
2: didn't we just create like a what's that word you are saying, Gregoria or whatever for Karen because we just took all our... e- Yeah, Egregore. Egregore. We just took all our belief and we put it to Karen and now she's part of the pack. <laughs> Yeah, cool. Well,
1: here's what I will tell you is that some of my friends, uh, my very close friends are actually practicing witches. Mm-hmm. And so in real life, I I adore
3: witches.
2: Oh, yeah, my daughter's a <laughs> witch, yeah, so I have to.
3: <laughs> me too. The, the witches I've met, of all of them, have been wonderful, genuinely kind, wonderful, mm-hmm. very kind of open and generous people. You know, yeah. I, I love talking to to witches, to people who are involved in the craft. Nice. What are we going to call that Egregore then, Chucky? Is is this the Karen's witch ward? Yeah. Egregore. Mm-hmm. Egregore. There we right.
2: go. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like it. I like it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Witch ward Egregore.
1: I <laughs> gonna wish I could just take that one right back without it ever popping out of my mouth.
3: So, no, here's you know proof. That's, that's a, that's <laughs> a, movie. Here's that is a proof. movie waiting to happen. Oh, yeah. A-
1: All I will say is this is how you know that um, horoscopes are like a real thing. I am a Sagittarius. Sagittarians oh. speak without thinking on our often very much foot and mouth. <laughs>
0: so- <laughs>
3: well i'm a taurus and as you will have picked up over the last hour and 10 minutes i'm very foot and mouth and don't think too hard too so we're fine <laughs> well that
1: means you have that means you have sagittarius somewhere in your chart probably
3: oh <laughs> all right we'll 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 get my chart drawn up. like i can't do astrology there's too much math and geometry and... yeah I yeah so,
1: or you can just go to you just go to astroseek.com Mm-hmm. And they have, they'll do your chart for you. You just enter your stuff, and it'll give you a chart. And it'll, yeah, it's really easy now.
3: But then it asks you what your birth time was, doesn't it? It does, but that's just
1: a cal- the only time that it's actually needed is to calculate your rising sign. So you can say that you don't know what it was, and you just won't know what your rising sign is.
3: Oh, so it's not going to have a huge impact. On, no, it doesn't. On it the- only yeah. it only
1: is on your rising sign. Um, so no, not not a ton
3: ah okay okay i will do that and report back there you go you learned
0: something new and we learned something new yeah we learned a lot tonight Mm -hmm. in this hour about an Mm -hmm. hour talking to ian ian i want to thank you so much for coming back and
3: talking
0: to us and enlightening us on so many fun topics and yeah um any time
1: you want to stay up late you are welcome to come back
3: (laughs) yeah oh really oh i would love to i'm gonna take you up on that (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely.
1: You just well, let Cheryl know the next time you're ready to come back, and we'll do it again.
0: Yep. Let oh. me know. Um, and before we go, can you tell uh-huh. our listeners where they can find out more about you and your research and, and anything like that?
3: Oh, this is embarrassing. Um, you will. <laughs> come on, Ian. You, you can do it. Do it. Um, okay. Probably the 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 best way to get in touch with me at the moment is um, uh, I. I've got a small business called Front Page Media UK, which has got a very out of date website. I, I write websites for other people, but then I completely let my own one go. So don't hold it against me. And don't look at the X-Files type photographs on there. That seemed like a good <laughs> idea at the time. And I'm really, really embarrassing now. But um, the best place oh, wow, to find look out- at that. Bit, hmm. No, sorry. A, no.
0: Little,
3: a little bit about <laughs> me is on Front Page Media UK. Um, if anyone wants to sort of get in touch and join my cult of pie, yeah. um, it will be Yay. Pi as my, my cat, uh, my egregore, I'm the egregore. Um, <laughs> I can be reached on, uh, my email is ian at frontpagemediauk.co.uk um, and you can find me on Facebook. Uh, I don't have my own website uh, for for my writing at the moment. I'm, I'm hoping that, that when I've, I've got through my second Saturn return. I've got some breathing space. That is something that I, I want to get back into because I'm, I'm getting back into my, my screenwriting again and, and putting a couple of, finishing up a, a couple of novels I've been working on and, and oh, cool. doing more work. I'm hoping for doing more writing for Paranormal Underground, too. So but, but yeah, the front page Media UK is probably the best place to get me right now.
0: Oh, excellent. Thank you so much.
3: Well, thank you.
0: I can't wait to, for your next Paranormal Underground article
3: well i am i am at a snail's pace working my way through it um oh and i can tell you that uh i have been in touch with have you heard of a, of a haunted movie called return to babylon Mm-mm. no No. okay there of is course i haven't <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not scary it's it's basically a movie it's a really interesting movie you can see it on youtube okay um, it's uh, it's basically it's it's set in the golden age of, of Hollywood. It's mm-hmm. a silent film. It uh it's vignettes basically of of, of real scandals that happen. So Fatty Arbuckle you know, oh, all ooh. of those kind of things. But wait, is this the, a recent movie? Sorry? This is a 2013. recent movie. Yeah, this is it's about two thousand and thirteen. Okay, no, something That's else.
0: Exactly right. Oh, no, you're
3: you're thinking of Babylon, the, the, the recent really yeah. recent one. That's which, what
0: I was thinking of.
3: Yeah. yeah, I was so disappointed. I love Margot Robbie, but I came away from Babylon thinking my my backside hurts. There was, <laughs> <laughs> so it was a terrible, terrible film. But the thing with Return to Babylon is um, the director found some old film, sort of a uh, film from that era, uh, film cans that he used to film this film. And when he played it back, there are moments... He, he, he filmed a lot of this in the actual locations where these scandals happened and when he was playing the film back he saw that the actors faces sometimes were morphing as if, oh. as if the, the spirits of the people involved Ooh. in those original scandals were coming back Ooh. check it check it out um i am i've been in touch with him he's a lovely guy called monty canawati and i will be interviewing him very soon for the magazine. And that's cool
1: I'm
3: really excited about that. And that's okay. on YouTube. You said YouTube? You can YouTube. Find? The whole film is on YouTube. Okay. It's um, believe me, if it's a choice between the new Babylon and Monty's Babylon, go go with the Monty one. Go with Return to okay. Babylon. It's okay. uh Jennifer Tilly's in it. It's got Iana Sky. Oh. It's got a really good cast. It's got a good
1: cast. Tippy Hedrick.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah? Uh, oh um, wow! Tippy head, really.
3: But there are times, yeah. and you'll you'll see there are some documentaries, or at least one documentary on on YouTube that someone's put together as well that tells you about uh, the the shows the stills uh, yeah. the little moments when when these uh, the features of the actors morph. And apparently, I mean, I've still got to to talk to Monty, but um, from what I gather, the the actors were very aware. monty was very aware that there was a lot going on in those locations Mm -hmm. um surrounding there's a a really really interesting story there but it's a a a really good film as well that i i'm i'm hoping we can encourage more people to go and see well go and see they've only got to go on youtube YouTube. yeah yeah for sure so um yeah that is my that was my my Last thought. That's the thing that I'll be working on most recently. Oh, obviously in getting Naomi's interview back to you. Cool. Excellent.
0: Can you guys hear me okay?
3: Yeah. Yes. yes.
0: Okay, yep. sorry, sorry. Um, I thought I cut out, my bad. Um, so thank you so much. That's a good hot tip. I'm gonna go watch that movie. Um, and we look, fo- we look forward to talking to you again. We look forward to your magazine articles and um, wanna thank um, Ian White for joining us tonight. And thank our listeners and stay tuned for the next episode of Mindful Mystics. And we'll be back soon.